Really, no. you don't think there was any chance Malone was like, all right, let's see if we can you know, cut this down to 15 or 13 at the start of the quarter with Jokic and then go on around. You think it was solely triple-double? If he, if that was the decision-making, I think it was really bad decision-making. <laughs> he was taken out almost immediately after he got the triple-double. <laughs> that adds to the case. I think there was maybe a little bit of stat padding going on there. I definitely yeah, do. I mean, maybe. Um, no, this game didn't have a lot to offer. We did get a look at Jared Vanderbilt, though, and this was the first game that he has played real minutes mm-hmm. in his year and a half in the NBA. What did, what did you make of him? <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't really draw too many conclusions. I feel like we didn't get that much from him. Yeah, I feel uh, like A I... rebound or two, one that was impressive that I remember, uh, a couple nice finishes in the paint. Uh, Vanderbilt's a really intriguing prospect. I like wh- what Vanderbilt offers, versatile, length, great rebounding. He's a top 10 rebounder in the G League this year, so I think his rebounding is very legit. Um, but a, a lot of other question marks around there about his game, too. I still really like him as a long-term prospect. Did not really see enough tonight, though, I don't think. Yeah, like, what did I take from seeing him in an NBA game is that he played NBA minutes. That's about right. Yeah. Like, it was pretty nondescript, huh, unfortunately. Yeah. It was a very nondescript. Uh, P.J. Dozier, got to look at him as well. Yeah, Dozier... Not great, I thought, in the first three quarters, and then had some nice moments in garbage time in the fourth. Yeah. Um, was he PJ composure tonight? In the fourth, he was. Very composed in the fourth. <laughs> very composed. <laughs> when the pressure was at its highest, I would yeah, say. Yeah, when that garbage time kicked in, those <laughs> mid-range jumpers were looking nice. Yeah. But I, I think the... I think the, was, the <laughs> sorry. No, go for it. No, please go. <laughs> I thought he was maybe PJ foreclosure tonight. Oh, God. No, what is it? Can you explain that joke? Not that it wasn't a good joke. It was real estate jokes. (laughs) Brought some real estate back. Um, Wasn't a great night for some PJ exposure. Oh, wow. Would you say? Actually, I would say that he got PJ exposure. Yeah. Well, (laughs) if you want to to go down this route, (laughs) I'm out. Um, (laughs) I I was going to say on a serious note, like the the real silver linings that you can get from having three starters out. And I think it's stuff that Denver can benefit from in the long term. You get to see what Vanderbilt's about. You know, two plus years into his NBA career, you get to see what Dozier's got. You get to really showcase a Wancho, a Tory Craig, a little bit more for a potential trade. So I, I think there's a lot of silver linings that can come out of this stretch. The stretch, yes. Unfortunately, I just thought in tonight's game that threshold was crossed. Like. So oh, yeah. many guys were out. It's like, is this a realistic evaluation of what any of these guys right. are like? Yeah, that's a good level? point. Right, but right. I, but I, but I, I agree with you though. It's like we figured out how uh, PJ Composure would handle himself in a street ball game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, how would Jared Vanderbilt look without the Nuggets basketball team against yeah. the Houston Rockets? Yeah, Jokic was in a lose lose situation tonight. He did get the triple double, as we referenced. I thought he was okay tonight. Like, this wasn't to me a, a great Jokic performance, but at the same time, you can't really fault him. I mean, what? What was the best case scenario for him personally tonight? You can't fault him. I do think it's not inaccurate to say he looked at that situation tonight and at no point did he look like he thought they could win that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there were multiple possessions where he looked around like, guys, one of you needs to move. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to tr- shoot this every time and it didn't happen. I thought he checked out early. Yeah, he never really looked super engaged after maybe the first couple minutes. Well, he was – so the Nuggets get in that first quarter. They're actually very competitive in it. Yeah. Jokic goes to the bench with like three minutes left, and they're down ten in that three-minute stretch. It well, just I was mean, like – I think he was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> the bench lineup that the Nuggets trotted out, who was it? Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Wancho, Jared Vanderbilt, and – Dozier? Dozier. Yeah. Not um, a great one. So, I mean, that went about as we thought it was going to go. 
Um, and then the game was kind of over from there. there the, I'll tell you the one guy that was the most intense today and who gave the, the most effort. That was Michael Malone. He was coaching mm. this one up. Yeah. I do think Michael Malone sort of licks his chaps for games like this. Oh, An totally. opportunity to like, all right, I'm needed. Here I go. Michael Malone doesn't see roster. He sees basketball players. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. He certainly sees Torrey Craig a lot. Um, tonight, so let's talk about why the Nuggets were so shorthanded. Gary Harris, it sounds like, is close to return. I would not be surprised if he returned on Friday. There was a moment this afternoon where I thought, oh, maybe he is going to play. He's mm-hmm. upgraded to questionable or whatever. It does seem like Friday is It seems like Friday very, might be the day. Very on target. Do you think he might have played, like if other guys could have gone? You know what I mean? Like this was like well, a lost cause, so why? Well, so when we when Murray went down, when um, when Plumlee went down, and when and with Millsap out, there was a little part of me that thought, if Gary comes back, and it, it, obviously before the MPJ thing news broke, I was like, man, if Gary's back, MPJ's forced to play. <laughs> like Malone's hands have been forced, and he has to start. I was a little excited. I would have gotten the vibes of that 2016 Warriors game where, if you remember, that game was sort of like this, oh, and that everybody was out, and is like, all yeah, right, yeah. well, got to play Wancho tonight. We'll see what he's got. There was a little bit of that, but when you take out Gary and MPJ, it's like, okay, I don't think that's going to happen with Chanchar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there could be the Chanchar yeah. game or the Dozier game or whatever. Um, but let's get to the uh, elephant in the room. Michael Porter Jr. missed tonight's game because he had a tight back. A tight back. Not a cool back. Like, not a cool back. It no, was, tight? Like, it wasn't tight? No, it was the opposite of cool. Um, <laughs> geez, Jesus, Is cool also tight? Yeah. Come on. Um, no, you made but, a freaking real estate joke earlier. <laughs> Come on. So, how about, before we get to that, <laughs> nobody has talked about the MPJ injury stuff. Like, we all kind of say, if healthy or whatever, we gloss it over. But we've all, I think, at least I know I have, been sort of silently just like, Man, his injury history is always going to hang over him. Like it's always going to be a thought about him. And tonight, seeing that come through the line of like, oh, his back's hurting out of nowhere, where nothing happened, it was a very unsettling sort of like, man, this is the thing I was. You were just worried about. I've always felt like, and I'm not a doctor, obviously, so I don't want to be like reckless with my. But I've always (laughs) felt like I'd be surprised if his career is longer than ten years. Um, and and. To me, the question is like, okay, it may not be, but can he can he stay healthy enough? Can he hit stardom early, right? Mm, On that yeah. rookie level deal, yeah. can he stay healthy early enough that if he has this opportunity in Denver, it doesn't really matter, not so much for the Nuggets or him. He has this opportunity to compete now. So it is discouraging. It is a bad sign that, yeah. that there's back stiffness right now or tightness. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's going to be something he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his career. Yeah. And he's going to have to be just really on point about taking care of his body. He's just gonna have to be super detail oriented about, you know, whatever goes into like maintaining your body as an athlete, pregame stuff, postgame stuff, getting treatment when you can. And he's also gonna have to be aligned with the medical staff that's one of the best in the league probably to prolong his career as much as possible. And I mean the Nuggets think they have a really good medical staff, so it's worked well so far, but that stuff is just going to have to be so aligned throughout his entire career. And I'll, I'll contradict myself already. Maybe the optimist view on this is it's a good sign because he felt something, he told them, and they said, hey, we're not going to mess around with it, right? That should be the system that he's not playing through any back pain. So may, maybe there's something, if you want to be an optimist about it, maybe a good sign that he was responsible about it. Do you remember how Nurkic threw a little shade at the uh, Nuggets 
yeah. rating staff. Well, and not just Nurkic, but also Terry Stotts. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to combat that too. Not that I know for a fact whether they have a good or bad staff, but I do know that the first press conference that Terry Stotts held after getting Nurkic, he said his legs are imbalanced, imbalanced. and that would have never happened under our training Which staff. Which is hilarious if you think of if you fast forward to the end of that story where Nurkic shatters his leg well okay <laughs> hilarious yeah. maybe not the maybe not word. maybe not the word i would have used I, on ironic, ironic, yeah. ironic very <laughs> ironic yeah. okay i guess you really do think um I, I i do think the nuggets are very confident in their medical staff though yeah well they've you know they've had some players that have been like, even they've michael porter is like stories. yeah the- porter vanderbilt bull so far yeah but at the flip side of that is that we are now in our second straight january with three starters out and it it does seem and with core muscle strains or whatever so again you don't want to draw a line between two things that might not those dots might not connect i mean who knows players get hurt all the time it could be just random but back to this michael porter thing the the nuggets are at least projecting that this was a precautionary that it was upper back they were very big to make sure that they said upper back it's not the area of of the injury but to me i think the next week will be very tense for Denver Nuggets fans. It'll be tense for me. I'm tense. I'm tense. I'm tense right now. I, I would you li- say you're intense? Uh, what is this pawn game you're playing? Right? <laughs> I would say that I feel a little tightness in my upper back right now. Oh, God. Is that right? According to Chris Dempsey, Michael Malone said Michael Porter Jr. apologized to him for not playing. To which Malone replied, you don't need to apologize to me. He pulled a super intern kale. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make it. I have the flu. Um, I'm in the hospital. I know that's no yeah, excuse. Yeah, do what I do. Just don't show up and don't tell anyone. They love that. They love it. No call, no show. Uh, yeah. No call, no show. I want to say that I obviously have not looked at Michael Porter Jr.'s back. I don't know what he tweaked, but that's not how backs work. Like, it's concerning if he has backs. Like, that stuff's all connected. So, in a vacuum, we don't know that just because his back hurts. You don't think it was like now. soft mattress last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my back hurts <laughs> all high. Pillow was a little too firm. Tillman for Teddy's Hotel? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, literally, literally, that could be, it could just be that. It could literally just it could be. be. It could be. I don't want to fear monger. I'm just the saying. Thing, well, the thing about Michael Porter Jr. is his greatest strength is his greatest weakness, which is he has this insane length. Right. He really does actually. It's actually this is kind of stupid of us to even be talking about. He has a very long back. He does <laughs> a he lot of area does. to get tight. Long well, boy. Know, it's just you know, it's there at a certain point. Like the, the human body is a structural machine, and like yeah. their pressure gets put in think- places in undo. Situation. So is Dozier vulnerable to a neck injury? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> is Chonchard vulnerable to a calf injury? <laughs> no, that's right. Maybe. Maybe so. Art is somewhere chopping at the bit to get on this podcast right now. <laughs> is Jokic? Uh, don't yeah, say it. Two don't examples say it. is enough. Don't we say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I think uh, obviously reckless speculation about an injury, especially yeah. of this magnitude. But yeah. we don't know. I just, but the the tension. That I think Nuggets fans are going to feel f- until he plays again, and maybe even after that, it, it, you know, it, it's just going to be there. And unfortunately, I think that's going to be a reality of the Michael Porter Jr. Oh, story. I've already, I already hold my breath every time he right. hits the deck. No, right. Every Definitely. time I'm like, oh man, it was so sweet, and it's gone, it's taken from us, and then he pops up. Yeah. yeah. Because for me, that's the barrier. <laughs> I mean, like I think we know MPJ just talent wise is who we thought he was is who he says he is yeah to me it's just like fingers crossed he stays healthy you know i mean i mean teams were scared off mpj obviously because of the injury but also because of just the day-to-day maintenance and just like how detailed and how like just diligent your medical staff will have to be with him day in and day out like right. that takes a lot of yeah. effort it's a lot of work. um but that's just kind of the reality of his worth it i mean his situation nuggets. and like i was saying earlier it's just going to be something that follows him and um 
yeah, there just has to be that alignment There's, there. There is no more perfect player for the Nug Life Nuggets mm. than something so tantalizing as the talent of MPJ with just that that thing in there that you know that could spring up and just oh yeah bring it all come it all have it all crumble down like the first uh, T-shirt design that Adam Mars ever pitched me. Do you remember what it was? No. Uh, you wanted to do a shirt that said Nug Life with oh, yeah. Rocky being dangled. Yeah, him <laughs> hanging from the – I still think that, that'd be the greatest it's a great shirt, shirt ever. It's a great shirt, but you, that was in the off-season. Like, as we were going into the season, I was like, I mean, why don't, don't we – Don't give that idea away for free. <laughs> yeah, don't give that away. Somebody's going to completely swagger, Jay. You guys know you would rock a Nug Life, Rocky yes, yes, Life. Yes, I'm just saying, like, that was previously the mantra of this team. Oh, yeah. We replaced it for a week and a half with We Don't Skip Steps. Yeah, and now we're back. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back, but I'm just saying, like, of all the superstars that could fall to us, this – Michael Porter Jr. like really like encapsulates this this potential for Nug Life. We're going to answer the questions in segments two, and we're probably just going to talk about other stuff, guys. I think we're going to get far afield of basketball on this show. Because, I did see we got some good not, questions coming. We, in we did, but before, um, I had one thing before we went there. Oh, the Nuggets now. Pelicans have had the Nuggets' number, and they go there on Friday now. And just on a scale of one to ten, what is your confidence level with the Nuggets and that group that was out there tonight getting any wins. Well, first off, did you guys know that Zion was back tonight? Oh, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Can we get an update on what Zion's doing in the chat? Yeah, please. Somebody post a quick box yeah, if you're watching there. The, yeah, or maybe even a like a three-paragraph synopsis. Yeah. No grammatical <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm being serious about this question, guys, because <laughs> the Nuggets might be with this group again, and maybe they get Gary back. Maybe they get Gary and MPJ, and I think then you can go, okay, that's his team. There's a squad. But if not, if they have to go into Friday, I mean – like this, this yeah. team, I just the team they put out there is no fault of those of theirs, but no, those not guys gonna, have never played together. They're not going to win any games. The right? Nuggets have been spending the last week and a half, I think, in preparation for this because they saw Gary was out, Millsap was out, Murray. They were running through the plays with all of these guys: PJ Tozier, Jared Vanderbilt, Michael Porter. Right. All these guys—they're like, like actually having real practices behind the yes. scenes, like running five on zero to get these plays in. Michael Malone can call like three plays right now where <laughs> he can be certain all five guys know them. So hold on, I have I have breaking news here. Reported first on the Periscope from yeah. Joseph Schneider, 55. Zion's first NBA bucket was out hustling and boxing out Trey Lyles for the putback. Oh, wow. Wow. Not, not Shouts. Ter- not terribly surprised. Shouts. <laughs> it doesn't, it's just, I can know, see it that happening. Any, it could have been any uh, player that we slept But if out. you're going to out box out and out hustle somebody, it's probably going to be Trey <laughs> There's Lyles. There's a good person that his first poster will also be Trey Lyles. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Kind of miss Trey Lyles. Uh, yeah, it looks like two points for Zion, one assist. Oh, dominant. Wasn't that his line after? MPJ like, better. MPJ better. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? One guy, well, I guess MPJ did miss a whole season. So. Uh, yeah, all right, Harrison. About to play the I was about to play like, hey, at least MPJ's playing. Yeah, that would have been really dumb. Really, really dumb. Um, take us to break, Harrison. Then we come back. Like I said, send in your questions. We're going to get some. We're going to have some fun. They don't have to be Nuggets questions. In fact, I want to see the most creative non-Nuggets question to come in. How about that? That's the throwing the gauntlet that down. Is a challenge. That is a real challenge. Yeah. Get creative. All right, well, we're talking about uh, Colorado Core on today's show. My personal a Colorado Core injury. Breck Brewing. <laughs> no core. Injury. I'm on the so pun. I'm on the pun train. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. No oh, I'm so ready far. for it. You're pun- are we ready for uh, it? You're not ready for <laughs> it. Yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any Colorado cores over there in that fridge. Right? We're running low. We need, we we need a break. We don't have any players we left have in the core. In we don't bridge. have any cores. Lindsay, Lindsay actually sent a, a picture today of a, a bunch. She has a trunk load of beer ready for the VR. I know. Where she <laughs> Lindsay, come on. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Um, anyway, any guys, uh, check out Car Decor from uh, Breck Brewing.
Yeah, we really sold it well. That yeah, time. good job. <laughs> and don't forget, of course, our big watch party for. But geez, Harrison, are you? Are we taking <laughs> you off, Reeds? Big uh, watch party <laughs> next Thursday, the thirtieth at. Stonies. Stonies, that's correct. Stonies, the original Stonies. The original Stonies. The original Stonies. Yeah. Bigger ones. And uh, there's going to be a big uh, Breck Brew event as well. So. I'm, I've been told that I have to like not tease this as hard because it's like super secret. What you've done well, now I've been told what we're teasing and what oh, we're not teasing. Oh, I have a, so. I have, it's a thing so big Still I can't even fault, tease Harrison. it. <laughs> anyway, you did a good job with that read. What's the yeah, next Yeah, check one? out Car Auto Core. Uh, we're going to hit a Blake, hit a, hit a break for Blake Street Tavern and then uh, okay. we'll answer some questions. So we not really then, right? You're just doing yeah. that for the we're recording. Insert wow, the how? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> what a miserable job. <laughs> Harrison. Wow. Harrison's fired. You know what? Wow. I, you know, I, I commiserate with you, Harrison. I, when put in that same position, this squad gets a little bully-like. <laughs> we get a little bully-like. Bully. Adam's telling me to shout out watch parties that I've never even heard of. Adam loves <laughs> to judge people doing all the heavy lifting. I do. I do. This is kind of my, my corner. All right. We're going to take some questions again. We're yeah, doing wow. a new thing here. If you are a DNVR subscriber, you hop on DNVR or your DNVR app. And you can leave us a message, and we will answer all of these. Um, first one's coming into Josh from Joe Schmo. With all the injuries on the roster, what is the reasonable expectations for the Nuggets before the All Star break? Where does that put them in the Western Conference? Well, we should probably get up a schedule. Yeah, let's yeah, bring this up. Kind of. I don't. I mean, all right. I'll talk about it in the abstract first. Okay. Very low. If if for example, there's three weeks before the the All Star break, and I think there's like eleven games, ten games, something like that. If this is the team they have to roll out there, if MPJ, they're just like, you know, we're going to be really safe. And get, maybe Gary Harris is the one guy that comes back really low. I think Denver, over that stretch, when you talk about they've got Milwaukee, they've got Utah, they've got another game against Houston, they've got on the road. Grizzlies are hot. Yeah. yeah, they've got a lot of tough games. If this is the group, you just have to tread water. 500 yeah. would be a miracle. what do you think the chances are that this is the group? Don't you think there's a good chance they'll bring in uh, reserves? Or they'll bring in... Like, I mean, who? Tyler Zeller. Yeah, it's not going to well, be a need. I don't think he's better gonna, than having a non. Yeah, but he's man. not going to produce a win. He's not going to tilt a loss to a win by himself. Well, I mean, I, you know, we were we were holding our own there for a while until the I, I don't even know if you can call them the bench came uh, in. Yeah. yeah, and then it, it was just a slaughter fest. Like there's just no. I don't know. You think about a, uh, an NBA game is going to have 105, 110 points for the Nuggets. That's so like around the average. Where are those 110 points going to come th- from consistently? You're gonna. You're talking about Jokic. Yeah. Maybe he can up it to thirty. Barton, Barton. Maybe he can up it to twenty, twenty-five. Uh, can I push back? What if MPJ? This is a one-game thing. Could so be. everyone Could else be. is out. And, Probably is a one-game. And thing. we have a heavier dose of MPJ. I almost would love it. And maybe Malone. Um, no, but maybe He's Malone still off the bench. gets off the Craig thing and starts MPJ, and then maybe that's how you're getting your points. Well, I mean, aren't you? Don't you kind of have the sense? I mean, we well, you also got to defend too, and this team hasn't defended. For yeah, but two d- don't you feel like MPJ's on the bench to load manage him? Yeah, the there is a. Li- there has to be. We a little talked bit about. That. I think Brendan vo- but I, uh, I brought that like up last time. I, and it's also weird us rooting for like, oh man, play MPJ thirty five minutes after he just had this back thing. Totally. Like now, I'm almost like play him yeah, like play 20. Him like eleven minutes. Yeah. No, but I am just trying to figure out how you get to hundred points each night right now. Yeah, it's tough. And that would be how Beasley's going to have to really go off. Be- yeah, it's going to yeah. be Beasley. Monte's going to have to have like William some, the Thrill. Yeah, William the Thrill. So I'm looking at the schedule. I think I'm with Adam. If you can go five hundred or above, that's probably a win. I mean. You've got Houston again. We, we know what New yeah. Orleans does to this team. You know they got new, in New Orleans on Friday with Zion. Memphis, that's a tough game. Memphis is red hot. 
Utah, Milwaukee, Utah again. Oh, uh, San Antonio, the Lakers at Oklahoma City. Like none of those a, games are good. Like there's I a lot of tough. They games. could lose every single one of them, yeah, especially no. if they have this group. Their easiest games are like the Pistons, the Blazers, the Suns. Wow. I don't so, know if they're gonna get to 500, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 500 yeah. is, is a great bar to so shoot for. Now, all that being said, if MPJ's back and Gary Harris is back, I think that changes the equation. And then who knows? Like Murray was out shooting jumpers, so was was Paul Millsap. Maybe when they say they're a long way off, they get back before that All-Star break. Even if they just play three or four, that changes the equation too. So, sure. so uh-huh. where did, where would that put them in the standings? I mean, it's Six. tight. They'd be fourth, fifth. Well, you'd have fifth, losses right? to Utah Sixth. and to Houston, if, assuming they lost those. Right, which so would, Utah leapfrogs you at three almost definitely. Yeah. Houston probably catches you, yeah. so you're at least five. Yeah, and then the Clippers are up there as well. So, oof, tough one. Bad, qu- Good question, but bad one. Um, Mark Pond, uh, last year in the playoffs, Mason was – Darn near unplayable, with the Nuggets getting outscored by 15 points per 100 possessions. Do we think that was an aberration, or is Mason more of an 82-game player, not a 16-game player? I know you have a take on this, about big centers in the playoffs. No, I, I actually have a take about too many bigs in the playoffs, and I think you only need three. Mm-hmm. You could be, you're closer to needing only two than you are to needing four. Right. And so I, I, I do think there's something, and look, this is a, not just a playoff thing. With this Nuggets roster, I think it's a regular season thing, too. When Millsap is healthy, he starts. The Grant-Plumley combo has not been good. The bench got good, and Plumley with the bench got good when Grant moved to the starting lineup after Millsap's injury. So even in the regular season, I think it can be rough. I don't think, personally, that Mason Plumley was the problem with the second unit in the playoffs last year. I think he can be a, a 16-game player for 10. I mean, he's only playing 10 minutes a night at that point because Yoke's going to play 40. But um, he was rough, though. Remember? I mean, like he just like individually played pretty rough. Yeah, the entire bench was terrible. Remember also. how bad Monte was too? Like, yeah, he didn't make a three the entire playoffs. Mason's just not going to be playing heavy enough minutes for him. Like he's vulnerable in a playoff series if um, he's at the free throw line a whole lot, or Oof. you know what? But I just don't think in a playoff game that's going to happen. Like he's going to play ten minutes. You just need him to hustle, yeah, grab right, some right, boards, right. Ma- fly around, and he can do that really so, well. Yeah, you're saying like. We have we'll, we'll get enough from him. Like, I think so. Yeah, and yeah. I think I mean we'll see how Jeremy Grant's rebounding kind of evolves the rest of the season. Worth noting, he's been I think a little impressive and, on that. And front I line thought too. he was yeah. decent Lately. on the glass tonight. Yeah. He had some good moments tonight against Houston. He had an overall, really good game, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Grant's probably the Nuggets' third big in a That's playoff environment right from. now. And Mason Plumlee's now their fourth big, whereas last year Plumlee was your third big. So there's probably even less minutes for him in a playoff setting this time around. I don't think both of those guys play in the playoffs. So I do think there's something, too. Maybe Mason just doesn't play, and they go with Grant at center, or maybe Grant doesn't play, and they go with Mason. The the matchup has a lot to to say about this as well. Yeah, that's true. The matchup does. Um, Mm -hmm. That was a good one. But I wouldn't wouldn't blame all the Nuggets' problems on him. Um, This one comes from the homie, Miroslav. What can the Nuggets do to make Jamal play more off-ball when he returns from injury? This This is an interesting one. Because the Nuggets offense has sort of turned into that Jokic-Murray pick-and-roll a lot more than you know previous seasons. And I do think that while that's really, really good, I do think a little bit less of it might be – less is more in this instance for that specific action. What was the question? To get what Jamal can they and do? Monte on the floor? Well, that's one thing. So, yeah, you could play that lineup, which was very good. Yeah. The Nuggets have had success with that lineup before, like Jamal, Monte, and three other bench guys on the second unit. Maybe they go back to it a little more. I wonder if they would – uh, run Barton at the one with uh, Jamal on the court and Gary and their, with their normal starting lineup. 
when when everyone was healthy, I did look like for a couple of weeks there, it did seem like they were trending towards Barton handling the ball a little bit more, especially in fourth quarters. But look, man, barring injury, like I don't think we're ever going to be – I think the Nuggets are going to try to make Jamal Murray work as their point guard. So that's going to be a rare thing, I think. To your point – so we're dancing around what I think probably might help it, which is two things. We were talking earlier about the screen, rescreen, and how Denver – they all, they never just do a pick and roll anymore. They always do the screen, rescreen, and you go the other way. I wonder if there is something to, one, taking the ball out of Murray's hand so he's not the first screen, so he's more of the second screen, and two, you the first screen of every possession or most possessions isn't a rescreen. So you go into one pick and roll if you can turn the corner, do it. If not, kick the ball to the opposite wing who's now running into the second pick and roll, and then that guy has a choice to do to the, to the screen, rescreen. To me, it's just one of the reasons the ball never gets popping is Denver's always trying to get that double screen action between Yoke and whoever's handling the ball, mm-hmm. and that just naturally lends itself to sticking in one person's hand for a little bit longer. I tuned you. I tune you out when you start talking. I, cannot, I cannot believe. I said this to you before this game started. Like, I can't believe we got two days off and got more injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude! In hindsight, it's pretty insane that Mason Plumlee came back into that game the other night. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah, he must for have sure. So much pain. Yeah, or it's just an injury Adrenal- that didn't feel, yeah, or adrenaline, adrenaline, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, here actually, I will. I am going to complain a little bit. A little oh. conspiracy, Adam. Here, oh. you know, it maybe isn't such a surprise that the Nuggets lost three players over the stretch in which they played three consecutive back-to-backs. I mean, this almost never happens that you have a back-to-back off back to back off back to back denver went through that and lost three players yeah what the hell nba what the hell yeah that's i don't even think that's a, a little shady a little shady well are, is the conspiracy you think that the, the nba was trying to take out the nuggets just saying players? the nba is <laughs> no, no 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 i'm just saying the how nba is we, we can't the possibly nuggets. risk the nuggets <laughs> being in the nba finals yeah, we yeah. gotta take them out i want to know right. how deep this conspiracy goes <laughs> i'm just saying that i think the uh geez, kale what the heck is kale, going kale on? Is just like <laughs> got, you got stuck on every wire. <laughs> I'm not saying the NBA did this on purpose. I'm just saying it's it's maybe no coincidence that it happened. The NBA scheduling is like so stupid. It's beyond every stupid. year it's just like, you what do you mean me they that's... start with eight straight road games? What, <laughs> do you, who was Atlanta last year whose home opener was like November 12th? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Do we have any idea how the – They were 0-9. Well, my, favorite, my favorite ridiculous part of the NBA schedule is when you play like – San Antonio on the road and then play San Antonio at home like, oh, two yeah, days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How, how are we doing? It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, you can't tell me that that three back-to-backs are unavoidable. <laughs> three you consecutive back-to-backs. You can't tell me you could have worked your way around that. Yeah. Hmm. Stupid. Uh, yeah, it's almost really? like the, it's almost like maybe they didn't start with the Nuggets schedule. Oh, no, no, they're like the last. <laughs> that is how it is. It's like, all right, we got to get the Lakers schedule down, all right? Oh, here. <laughs> they went, oh shit, we forgot. Hold the on, Nuggets. let's call yeah, LeBron. <laughs> Hold on, we got the Lakers schedule down. Let's call LeBron. Does, do any of these games conflict with Bronny's games? Okay, good. <laughs> or, all right, or, or, we're good. or uh, the, the opening of Space Jam too? Yeah, how Space Jam uh, going? Okay, any conflicts? I right, love the idea of the that? scheduler being done, and they're like, something's wrong. We're short eighty-two games. The Nuggets. We forgot the whole Nuggets. Yeah, we don't. Have any games just any game? Do you remember when they put all the the new jerseys up in the NBA team store and they oh, forgot yeah, the they Nuggets? Forgot <laughs> the Nuggets squad. Yeah, well, why we, is we, it not the fan base definitely? That was jerseys. my first year here. I was like, man, maybe I should have moved to Portland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I blew yeah, it. Yeah. What well, right? All right, do we have some oh, questions man. coming in on the old uh, the Periscope? A lot, a lot of questions. Give me the most absurd ones. Uh, well, somebody says that I look like Larry Walker. 
<laughs> I want to congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you look just like Larry Walker. You do look like him. You look a lot like Larry Walker. Oh, my God. You know, Shit. Now in, hindsight, oh my in hindsight, now that I know that I'm in control of these comments, I, 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 wouldn't, have make up I wouldn't have read that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really oh my God. I love it. That really brought the house down. All right. Well, that's such a compliment. He's been wearing a Rocky set. Yeah, that's right. I think that that's where it starts. Um, David East wants to know why your uh, collar isn't popped, Harrison. Oh, what the heck, Harrison? <laughs> um, Come on. For those Mark wondering, Harrison and I did call each other before today. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Polos, polos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is this a polo. This is an night. actual collar, though. It's polo night. All right, so that's that a, a regular song? call. Is that a song? <laughs> no, no, no. no you're just, <laughs> you can just sing anything. <laughs> I was going to do like it's ladies' night, but then I went to Polo's night. But then, but then I gave it a different rhythm you and did. melody. You did. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so. Later in the show, Eric's going to sing a lot more, so stay tuned. I might sing a lot you more. You might sing. Let me know in the chat if you would find that favorable just, or unfavorable. What if it's just more like a jukebox and they can send recommendations that you have oh, to sing? Oh, <laughs> I like that a lot, too. I think they would like it also. Um, what are our thoughts on trading for love? And for you, I think they mean the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we have way too much hatred, so I would, uh, I would, I'd take a little love, a little patience. Yeah, I mean, is love is love a, a player that's on your radar at all? He hasn't really come up in any conversations for a few years in this group, anyway. Uh, no, he is not on my radar. Apparently, the jerseys are still missing in the NBA store. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that, that, that's that doesn't count, that doesn't count as real. missing. That that uh, means omitted. Uh, uh, yeah, Kevin Love is very far off my radar. Is there anybody that has less chemistry with Jokic than Tory Craig? No, no, th- this is a fact. Like Jokic is, I, I put this on DNVR for people that are subscribed already know this that Jokic turns the ball over three times more per one hundred possessions well, that's a over stuff. three years when he's on the court with Tory Craig, and we see it nights like tonight. How many turnovers did he have yeah. tonight to Tory Craig? Where it's just like, oh, they're not on the same wavelength. They have a, they are. Like I don't believe in these like spiritual ions or whatever, but they, like if there were, what they are it? literally on a different frequency. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. The brain ions. waves are just like, no, nope, we're not matched up. <laughs> there were a couple. Positions they never finish each other's. There were a couple positions tonight where Jokic looked up and he was like, he would have, he definitely would have passed that ball if it was anyone else, no. and he was like, you know what? No. I'm just I'm gonna a- try to take a pillow. Yeah. Uh, what else we got there, Eric? Uh, well, I'm looking a lot of a lot of comments. Comments, not the same as questions. You can read the comments. Yeah, read them. Uh, okay, sure. Like, um, this one says Harris, comma Barton too. <laughs> okay, you're right. You don't have to read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to pick the good comments. That that was very very ill advised. <laughs> I actually uh, just lost all the comments because my Periscope. Was I, I've got. He's got them all. I know the Harrison has them. He's and, not great at, at the ad reads, but and he I can the, do the comments. <laughs> Uh, I need the eye of Sauron off me for a minute. What did you guys think of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? It was terrible. And (laughs) you have to choose. When you have a trilogy, you can't make a movie and then have the third movie be a two-hour-long apology for the movie that just came out. you got to pick, and you can't undo the second movie. Um, So, yeah, it was really bad. So I have to say the uh, biggest conflict we've ever run into. Conflict? Uh, maybe now this will go up to the top as you making fun of a very obvious mistake I made. Sorry. <laughs> the biggest conflict we've ever had amongst the three of us, and four, I'll include Harrison, but Harrison. Uh, no. Harrison's con- just so agreeable. No I'm not in this conflict. He has no conflict. <laughs> uh, it was about um, rappers, uh, NBA players as rappers, and then movies. We fight about movies. We do fight and about movies a lot. too. We don't like fits. Just fits in general. Big fashion um, people. As you can tell, a lot yeah. of fit talk in the office. I, I want to hear. I want to hear your point though here about the. Uh, I really the, like uh, 
the, the what was it called? Force Rise, of, Rise Skywalker. of Skywalker. I really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, man, but that's well, that's for offering. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. your like your opinion. So the reason I liked it is because I just thought there were a lot of really cool ideas in it. Um, and I don't know what. You, <laughs> what's that? Name one. The Sith planet that's off the off the grid has the cool name that I can't remember. Um, that the, Jesus the way that Senator so the way that Senator Palpatine was on that crazy arm and like, like yeah, that I was, definitely hated that part. <laughs> you hated that part, like yeah. when they were in the in the uh, fortress and all of a sudden all of the Sith. Uh, yeah, it wasn't doing congregation. It for me. Yeah. Wow, all of the Sith versus all of the Jedi. My favorite part. Somebody put this on Facebook, like a meme or something, the other day, where it was like Finn sacrifices everything, fights for three three different movies to like for the good, and then it's like Kylo Ren commits mass genocide for two movies, and then it's it's Ray falling in love with him. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I also thought it was been pursuing I also you thought it was and fighting for good. Neat how after two movies, they just decided that Finn is not a character anymore. He does not need a conclusion <laughs> in the third one. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah, it doesn't have like his a character great, doesn't, doesn't matter. Like but isn't it really? Arc. Isn't it like the the saga needs the conclusion more than the individual tangent? Yeah, well, in a good writing, all of them would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ideally, this can all be done at the well, same time. Well, th- but th- that's. I I don't I actually push back on that because this is very like Game of Thronesy. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we just kind of don't need to finish that storyline. It's just well, it's, <laughs> screw it. It's too complicated. Well, at a certain point in time, like they Why don't serve the final, the larger story, so they, they they become a red herring at a certain point. Like it just takes you further off. The, yeah, the trail. That's, that's like bad writing. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I look. I enjoyed watching it, kind of, but I didn't. I don't really care for. Drop it. the name of an artist band MC group that the DNVR community should check out. Wow, that's a good one. That the DNVR community, community should, check should check out. Hmm. I'm gonna go with um, check out Tennis if you're into indie rock. The They're from Colorado. Um, it's like a couple. They write music together. They're really good. Cool. Homie's always rocking an AF sweatshirt when he's playing live. Check out their Audio Tree live. It's pretty good. Nice. I'm a Dr. Dog guy, but most people already know them. Davey says he's wearing his DNVR shirt to work tomorrow. Holler! Holler, Davey. Got to rep Denver after that 25-point loss. (laughs) All right, we got our first question from Mitchie in the chat. Mitchie's in. Uh, Firstly, shout out Curtis Blades. Yay! Holler! Yeah. How sweet is that? So... To, if for those who don't know, Curtis Blades, the number three ranked heavyweight in UFC, in the world, depending on how you want to frame it. Mm-hmm. I, the UFC, I'll say in the world. He's rocking DNVR merch right now and a lot of his media. Um, you can see a picture right now. UFC tweeted it out as he's getting ready to fight in the main fight at ESPN's Fight of the Week, airing on ESPN Plus this Saturday. Boom. Check him out. Razor Blades. That's our boy, DNVR. That's the coolest name in UFC, too. Razor blade. I watched him open. Um, love tennis. Yeah, cool. Tennis is rad. He opened Alistar Overeem's forehead with his elbows. I watched that video today. Oh, wow. It was Jeez. pretty awesome. People have said he's a pretty sick fighter. I, I wouldn't wait. fight him. My I, fa- probably, oh, I wouldn't either. Should we have sat Jokic and Barton today? Well, that's, hindsight. That's a question in the chat. <laughs> Do you know how miserable this game would have been without Jokic and Barton? I, I'll say yes just because I would have loved to have seen it. 140 to 65. Yeah, but you, I mean, you got to try you know, in every game, yeah. you can't just like roll up and be like, "Well, we we can't do it. It's impossible." Yeah. <laughs> uh, when will we have new Nugget shirts? 
leave me alone. Actually, you know what? Next week. Next week. Soon. Next week. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Eric's life is like, for the rest of us, everyone's like, hey, are you that guy who writes? I really like your work. Eric, people just come up to him out of the blue and just <laughs> shove a finger. Give me a shirt. When are you going to make you my shirt? It's funny. Like, I feel like I'm uh, like a wildly, wildly less talented Kanye West, and people are just like, where's the album? Uh, where's the album? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, how about I give you my political opinions instead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think my, I'm Michael Maga. Just my, my, <laughs> my favorite thing is when people pitch you ideas online, like, you should make a PJ Dozier shirt where he's half bulldozer and I half really, PJ. <laughs> like, what? I got to say, I get really, really good suggestions from people. Oh, sure. It's like, it's, and it's not the even bad a matter, ones are more fun. Though. Well, but it's not even a matter of, of whether they're good or bad. It's just like, I have to be able to see the shirt in my head. And there's, it, it doesn't matter beyond that. Like, if somebody has a good, objectively good idea, but I can't see it, it it's not a good idea for me. What does seeing it look like? Like, is this. I'm going to get philosophical on you, right? Like, is this the projector man inside your brain? Uh, like, no, it's not you? quite like that for me. Like, I have to, um, I have to, I do have to get a, a, a picture of it, but then I have to find it again. Like, it's not direct. So, so it's a feeling maybe? Like, you're kind of like, okay, it's going to be this feel. Well, I, I get an idea. Like, I, I know. Get, like what, an impression? I know what I want to make, and I can sort of see it a little bit. Like, I can see what it feels like. And then when I start drawing it, like, it very rarely looks like what I want it to feel like. And then I have to find it again. Sure, and okay. So I just drew um, a logo that will be debuting some, at some point and i recorded myself doing it the whole time so you can see the minutiae that is my life of just like Ooh. drawing something and deleting it and drawing something and deleting it and then like and then everybody else while you're watching that you can imagine yourself out with friends family having a, <laughs> a great time a, a like social life <laughs> like, like yeah theater, like sharing laughs pursuing like greater <laughs> purposes I've yeah. watching rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah. i've always wanted to know more about your process because i assume it has to be a compliment one. Otherwise, there's no good explanation for you being such a pain in the ass. I know, it's true. You yeah, know, it is you have true. to be a real artist for yeah. sure. You are so lucky to know me, Brennan. I am not a pain <laughs> wow. in the ass. Wow. I am not a pain in the ass, America. And by America, I mean, you know, 30 of you. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of an in season tournament and the other potential schedule changes? So this has all but been shot down. Yeah. So it's almost like it's, it's, it's DOA. But, but, but could come back next year. Or but the yeah, year just after conceptually, that. what do you what do you think of that as a concept? <sighs> I am actually. I start. You guys know this. I started out against it. Me I too. Am, I am now for it. Me too. I am so for the in season tournament. So really? for it. I was for it from the jump. So from, for, for it the whole way. The NBA season is so long. Like they could cut twenty games out of it, and it might still be long. The only thing I'll say is that if you had a tournament in the middle of the season, like right now, if the Nuggets had to go play a fucking tournament, like it'd be like, all right, here we are. We've got uh, we're starting PJ Dozier. Yeah, and, but uh, again, but, no. but then you but then you could play Dozier, Chanchar, Vanderbilt, Wancho. Yeah, for one game. Sure, so but, but it's like if you're the Nuggets, you're also. Yeah, the, then so, that, so that you're, you don't get you're basically advocating injured. for summer league to start up in the middle of an no, 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 no. These are opportunities. We're always talking about like we only market the same five guys. You never market. This is an opportunity to mark the to market stars on teams that will be trying to win this tournament because the Washington Wizards aren't going to win the finals. But don't you kind of want to know if John Wall and Bradley Beal can take over right, in yeah. some sort of form of meaningful basketball? Yeah. It's not the same thing, but I would love to watch that. So, yeah, maybe LeBron doesn't care about that tournament. That's fine. Let's he market the tier two. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. care about everybody else. What is the, what's the incentive for winning this tournament? This well, that's, so that, part that's, so that's part of what's so hard about it. Yeah, like, so I, I think if there was just like uh, some advantage or leg up or guarantee – 
you know, you win the whole thing, you get to be a top whatever seed, or just something like that. I mean, you can't overdo it because you can't let the Charlotte Hornets be the number one seed this year, you know, because I mean? they won some <laughs> stupid tournament. Um, like, you, you get a first round bye. Unfortunately, you did not qualify for the playoffs. But here's what I think would be cool. If you started the tournament, because the idea of the tournament wouldn't be like a weekend tournament or a week long. It would be more like this three-week segment of the season or two-week segment of the season. These games count differently. It's like in college we get that we have this concept. It's called tournament play, right? You could be NC State, you're eighth in the ACC, but the ACC tournament comes around, you get hot and you win it, and it's like now you're into the tournament. That it's that sort of concept. But here's the thing: I was thinking, divisions have no meaning right now in the NBA. They're just None. so dumb. But what if the way you get into the tournament is you play a divisional tournament? So what if these games, like you have a two week period in which Denver's going to play Utah, Portland, Minnesota. Yeah. Each two times, a home and away, and then whoever accumulates the most points out of that gets to the top tournament. You know what I mean? Like that's almost pool play. And you, right. you get into it. You schedule it into the season, into right? The so season, that yes. your your normal season matchup with Utah. You're just always going to play those teams anyway. Counts as group play. But it would be cool if you imagine if Denver's schedule it was eight games in a row, and it was against every divisional opponent once, a home and away, and then at the end of that, whoever won the most games, and you can have tiebreakers or whatever, whoever won the most gets entry into the top tournament. Everybody kind of gets seeded into their own like separate tournaments, and now it's like and there's stakes for and it. And you're feeding divisional rivalries, even in some cases maybe regional rivalries, yeah. right? And, and and like you just said, as we all know, those things don't actually matter in the larger context of this league. Right. But maybe in this environment, something kind of cool can be. And boring. especially if there's a small carrot there, just some, just something that says you get the eight seed, you're guaranteed to that or whatever. I also think too, like I understand that there's a big difference between this and something like. Um, the Champions League, but there's also something that like tradition isn't there until it is. Oh, and yeah, you may have sure. to incentivize it at first, but like people may just learn to care about this trophy. Maybe Carl Anthony Towns comes in three years from now. Wolves aren't winning a title, but he has his heart set on winning that tournament. <laughs> I know who are the players who would most want to win this tournament? Kyrie. Towns, Kyrie, Kyrie, James Harden. James Harden, Harden. I mean, James Harden would have like twenty of these cups in his career. Yeah, Demarcus right? Cousins. And if you're Bradley Beal, too, you look at it like, all right, well, LeBron's not trying to win this thing, but maybe I can. Maybe I can ball out, go thermonuclear. For I just think games. it all comes down to the incentive. If it was a thing, I, so Bill Simmons had the idea of like it's a seventy-five game season, but there's seven extra win points that you can get in this. So every tournament game is worth double it's like a money ball game yeah exactly mm. it's like the money ball rack yeah. exactly of like so you might be right now the six seed mavericks but if you win this tournament you could jump all the way up to the two seed oh, because the wins are worth double and now you're, you're yeah you just up. like rest all of your starters in the six games leading up to the money ball rack yeah, yeah. and then they're just ready to go i just think the nba regular season needs to be broken up needs somehow. to be something it's, yeah. it's also it's just the, ridiculous. the first step towards shortening the season because i think the biggest hurdle between us and shorten the season is money. But yep. if you have a tournament in the middle of the season right. that's yeah. generating revenue, maybe you can start scaling back the, the back end. Do mid season tournament. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That, that is what it would be called. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well the Mountain Dew Cup. That those incentives make sense, but Rob R eight five one six six one four nine says, Why do you need an incentive? You win something. So you win a stupid little cup. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'm saying I agree with Rob. I think if you do this long enough, eventually people will just decide they care. 
Oh, no, I think you need an incentive. I think you need to win like a million bucks or something. I, but, but that's the thing. maybe we to get it... the players to really care. I talked to a number of players in the in the Nuggets locker room this year who could not give a shit about a potential midseason tournament. Oh yeah. Now, obviously, that's something that over time you start to care about. But the concept right now to a lot of players is super foreign and super but unappealing. Maybe part of this tournament is the division thing, and maybe that's how you win a divisional. Because right now, like, the Nuggets were the Northwest Division champs last year. Nobody really cared. But maybe it would be a thing of, like, you yeah. know what? I mean, the Dodgers seem to care about it. They win freaking every year. <laughs> the, the, just winning that divisional thing is at least a it's a thing. The Dodgers don't care about that. Just, you know? <laughs> well, they would well the, the Rockies Ro- would really care. It would mean care quite a bit to my uh, if, former team, the Rockies. If but. the Rockies were to ever win one division, <laughs> it would be uh, This has gotten sad. And actually, that leads us into a good question from David Kay. Uh, how quick would Arenado TKO Breidich in the octagon? Oh my god. Oh my god. Now that's something I would pay to see. I'd pay a good hundred dollars right there. You wouldn't l- rather see Curtis Blades TKO. Oh no, man, uh, he would be I think right he, that Curtis wouldn't be Blades. Fair. He's like the like the most awesome looking UFC fighter I've I ever know. seen. Too. I couldn't have handpicked a better fighter I to can't, represent I'm DNVR. so stoked to hop on this bandwagon. I cannot I wait, dude. I oh my god. He's the man. He's if the you're man. Uh, watching this on the internet, um and you want to make a big group irrespo- irresponsible group bet on him to win this fight legally with me? Hit me up <laughs> legally. Just in the uh, how did we decide where we sit during the live show and game? This is a very well. Adam gets to question. pick his first, second, and third options right off the bat, and then the Good rest point. of us. It's kind of first come first serve. I feel like. Yeah, I, I um, the the camera is a fisheye. Yeah. Right. So that Brennan is the smallest of us, but the biggest at heart. Thank you. <laughs> and so he's on oh, the edge because it, he, he he appears to you people like a giant right now, but I assure you he's quite diminutive. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the real reason why I will never sit in those two I chairs. I should probably get to the uh, back row with Hal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I don't look enormous. If I was sitting in that chair, I would look like I was nine feet tall. Um, do you want to go to a, a, a break real quick before we round this out? Yeah, let's hit a break real quick. This is a quick break. Only a one reader. What do you got? Uh, we got the green solution. Hmm. What I is? Got, I got the green problem. Do you know how many car locations? I got a green problem have? too. Do you know I'm how many car locations? Solutions. How many? Seventeen. Wow. Seventeen car locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. So get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Do it. Order your flower concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest green solution for pickup. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off of your entire purchase. I'm actually going to do that right now. Can I just say that if you're planning on seeing the Rise of Skywalker and you use the code DNVR20 before, you'll enjoy it quite a bit more than Brendan. Mm. Testimonials, that's, that's people. What you think. That's, that's what, what that's I was what getting take. at earlier. Yeah. There's a reason Eric liked all the big brights, lights, and sounds. Yeah, because I like. It's I, I different like different if you're like incoherently. Yeah, yeah I like. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I, I appreciate artistry. You guys are just like so uh, like. Oh yeah, that's that's what it is. I don't really Yo, like it's artistry. Sure, it's, I hate it's, artistry. Yeah, you're right. It's highbrow stuff. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that you went full Dion Waiters before you went to the theater. No, it is highbrow <laughs> stuff. I'm literally a visual artist. Did you know that about me? Did you know that I designed all the things in this room? Gummies just out of his mouth, freaking out. Oh, this is Star Wars. Great experience. Oh, just Palpatine. Palpatine. just Palpatine. for everybody. Dude, keeping, how can we talk? There's not the keeping craziest score story. Right is that the craziest story in the NBA this year? Dion Waiters had to like evacuate a plane because he was so high. That's a true <laughs> thing that happened. This That's year. pretty incredible. That really happened. That is That's really you're not missing yeah. any context. That's what happened. Yeah. Emergency what? landing. We haven't heard Dion Waiters in a while. He's probably hell. still high. <laughs> what gummy was that, man? Did he eat the whole thing? Can I tell you? You know what though? He would not rat out who gave him to him. I love that. 
I think that's kind of, kind of crazy. Could have been the green solution. Could have been the green he solution. He probably just got a little canister and just <laughs> took the whole thing, right? Just like was like, oh, yeah, these gummies. Yeah, right. someone, oh, was like, pretty good. someone was like, Dion, eat it half at a time. He's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they would have been like weed and a few celery sticks, he would have had one. <laughs> that's not a bad Dude's idea. Dude's over here like, these are delicious. <laughs> How many are supposed to have? 20? What? Not a bad idea 20? I uh, wish I could have been on that, that but I guess not, not worth laughing over. Oh, the read is far over. <laughs> we just lost a follower. I'll assume it's S- because of this. Tangent. Send us more crazy. Send us more crazy uh, questions. Uh, like Hot Dornish Muffin one. wants to know if we should trade Jokic for Westbrook. Mm. That's a troll question. I wouldn't trade Tory Craig for Westbrook. Wow, <laughs> wow that's a take. <laughs> Holy smokes! Is it? That's a it's take. A, Westbrook would sabotage this team. Oh, I, he's. This is a clearly a joke take, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a, joking. I don't know that I would trade. Yeah, did you, what did you say? You wouldn't trade Tory Craig for Westbrook? No, I wouldn't what, want Westbrook. Westbrook. Who's your guys' side piece team? This year, I thought I really thought I, you were just <laughs> asking us who our side piece. Is. So I was like, well. Memphis, Memphis, I was going to say Super, Memphis. Su- I've been watching Memphis a lot lately. Really? I love Memphis. I'm they're so, a good team. They're they're good. I love like I love team. their stars, but I love their role players too. I'm a I'm a, a Nuggets monogamist. I can't say God, mine. you're so boring. <laughs> you are you don't have one. I can't say mine. <laughs> well, oh, uh, why? Is it the Lakers? Oh, that's it, right. Dude, it's yeah. the Lakers, of course. Oh. What? Oh. It's not the Lakers. It's the it's LeBron. It's the LeBron. Yeah. But I yeah. Uh, it's the stormtroopers of the uh, NBA. I think I, you got disgusted at me moments ago when I professed my sole love for the Nuggets, and then Bren- <laughs> then Brendan monogamy. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's the team the Nuggets are playing on Friday. The Pelicans, I love them. Mm. Lonzo, I like Pelicans too. Drew, How does anybody have an Eastern bludgeons. Conference side piece team, or are those teams just so boring? They're I not think even they, worth I watching. feel like your side piece team has to be in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> it's like a rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is because it's like you only see them a couple times a year. They're not going to like just show up at Christmas and like ruin your seating. Uh, they're all so boring, though. No, I think Miami. I would say Miami. I'm, 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 I like Miami. Miami is boring to me. You know, I would go with probably the Pacers. Like they're like. Oh, actually, like, that's it. That's the they yeah. move the ball. The Pacers. Well. They're they're the Pacers. Sneaky fun it's to watch. Well coached. Yeah. I'm rooting for the Pacers. Also, this isn't a team thing, but um, Markel Fultz in Orlando really fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there would be like a really kind of fun irony to Orlando, like panning out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like all these mediocre guys that hadn't hit their ceilings. Like if they all just made some sort of leap over the next couple of years. The sweetest part of this is the concept that. The Sixers are going to pay for their ill-gotten gains of trying to game the system for so long, and then they just slowly burp it up over time. They, they well, keep messing up these first-round yeah. picks. Well, they had that. a great GM, and now they have a bad GM. Would you trade <laughs> right. Joel Embiid right. for Markel Fultz? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. Are you kidding? If it just like made too much sense for Philly and they would have to do it. The Sixers <laughs> lost both Markel Fultz trades. <laughs> Do you think Jokic and Embiid <laughs> could play together? They've two point guards, number one overall. Could play together? Absolutely. Absolutely, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Embiid, you play defense. <laughs> yeah, you play defense. Jokic, you <laughs> play offense. You can... <laughs> Perfect. We got it. Solved basketball. So, uh, we did this last time. Do it again. It's pretty interesting. Like, put in the chat where you're watching this from. If it's not, oh, okay. if it's not Denver, we've some people are talking about Toronto, and obviously we, we have our uh, our Aussie listeners. Um, Yo, so did we ever pin down why that is? They fell in love with the was it was it the Iverson Iverson the Jerry Smith, yeah. the Iverson no, Well, it's the same, but yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. That team, yeah, I mean, it was like American culture exported to Australia, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I wonder if there's something about the time. Is there something about Mountain Time Zone that's more or less convenient? No, for no, them? no. I'm telling you, it's not that. It's that like. You open up a slam magazine in Australia with no points of reference of like New York, LA, you know, other than that's America. And then you see this team that's like J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin, yeah, it'd be like Iverson, Mello. It's just like, dude, these guys 
awesome. It would be the exact way like, that, you know, it'd yeah. be the exact black way. culture in Australia where yeah. they're like, all right. It would be the exact way you went about choosing an English league premier, t- right. yeah. premier league team where you're like, I don't know. Someone I, shows you a Tottenham game. And you're yeah, like, you're yeah. like, that seems good. And then yeah. you don't realize you've like uh, just gotten yourself into a quagmire of sadness. <laughs> so far, we've got Cracker Jacks from tuning in from Rhode Island. Oh, um, which is a real State. place. I was there recently. Not a minute. Melbourne, Australia yeah. from for Sir Cox. Um, Dave's got one here for Adam, but I guess we could all answer this. No, um, it's for me. <laughs> no, back off. Back off, everyone. Saudi. Zoom in real closer, Kill, will you? Please rank these sports families, Adam. The Gasols, the Mannings, the Currys, the Holidays, the Plumleys, and the Gronkowskis. Why don't you just go with well, your Well, Plumleys, Plumleys is definitely last, right? Okay. Uh, so give me those again. You got the Mannings, the Currys, the Holidays. The Gasols, the Plumleys, the Gronkowskis. You know what so Plumleys last, and then the, the Holidays. The Plumleys are last. There's a nice, hearty American family. Oh, I know. <laughs> Corn-fed. <laughs> just good values. I think, I think the Holidays Clean. are next. The Holidays, though, the most underrated. Just, I'm with you, man. After rewatching that game, just Justin a ho- holiday, holiday just a holiday's a good, I'm there, man. Nice. I like you know what, game you know, a lot. You know what the brother set never gets brought up? Which one? Because of the brilliance of one of the brothers and the just nothing coming from the other ones. The Baldwin brothers. What about the Antetokounmpo's? <laughs> That's it. The oh, yeah. The you know what? I would brothers. take the Antetokounmpo brothers Absolutely. over any other brothers because right. one of them, actually, I guess Steph. I want to shout out the people that took the time to do it. Um, Rob's from UK. Joseph Schneider's from the best college town in Colorado, Fort Collins. Proud to be. That is categorically wrong. Uh, <laughs> Waco, Texas. Saudi Arabia. Wow. Sydney. Saudi. Wow. Perth. Perth, Australia followed Iverson to Denver from Philly and How never left. That's what it, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> no, Mannings no. have to be number one. They have four Super Bowls. Curry's probably number two. I can't remember who the other one was. There was Oh, the Gasols. They're Gron- number three. What do you think about the Gronkowskis? Wait, well, well, hold I on. only know the one Gronkowski. There's another Gronkowski. There's like a two younger brothers but who they don't also play. played football who weren't as good. Yeah. Oh, okay. But hold on, hold on, hold Those on. Those are the Antutu Kupos yeah. of the But I, let's, let's talk about Gasols over Curry's or below Curry. Curry's. Curry's are definitely above. Are you kidding? Steph Curry's like a transformative player. But He's like do you remember how the in, face of an era. Right, but do you remember how incredible pa- – how Gasol was. Yeah, you yes, can already... but there's another factor here involved, which is like he's just boring. Like... I know, but we're talking about like so. Steph's a ten, and Seth is a what? He's good though. He's what a, is he? He's a serviceable player. Five six. Yeah. Uh, six. So we've got a sixteen. Yeah. Divided by two. Math. Oh my god, is this what we're doing? <laughs> so then, get what rate? What, what's Pow? He's a nine. Eric, I have a, a thought. Shut up. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? We're trying to figure. I'm trying to get get a. a Mathematical system in this ranking. What? What's and what's Mark? He's a nine. That's Mark's an eighteen. Really good. They're very good. But That's Steph- higher than a sixteen. Yeah. All right, math. What about the Mannings? <laughs> the Mannings. Uh, There's three of them. Two unfortunately, Super Bowl Cooper, wins. The Gasols don't have that. You telling me? Cooper. <laughs> Cooper is the dead weight here. Unfortunately. Wow. But <laughs> you've also got Archie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so there's four Manning brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, but you're talking about well, the ones Archie just in the league. One, one's a dad. Well, I, I, you, <laughs> oh, what about the What about the Barry family? There's Brent, there's John, there's Rick. None of them what are What about Barry. the Bonds? Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds. Uh, Best baseball player of all time. Are we just naming brothers yeah, now? We're just <laughs> naming <laughs> the Lachey <laughs> brothers? Anyone 98 Degrees fans? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, what about the Weedums? What about the Yokich brothers? Wayne's brothers. Oh, the Yokich brothers. There's my pick. All right, what else we got? <laughs> um. Let's see here. Do we think Malone would actually wear a headband during a game if the Nuggets won ten in a row? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He wore that. Like, he, he would wear that? it to a presser. Yeah. Presser. The story yeah. about that something. is, he said, "I think I'll wear a headband to the post game presser if we win ten games." He wore in a row. that wacky coat for. Uh, 
uh, when everybody wore the wacky. Oh, oh Craig Sager, yeah. For Craig Sager. It's just too hard for him to follow through on it. Like, he gets to the arena, and the second the lead's within 20 points, like, all jokes are out the window. Imagine him throwing the headband into the crowd. That would be iconic. This would never happen. It'd be so funny, though. What is the Bull Bull situation? He's in the G League. Good answer, Adam. So, yeah, like, again, probably not going to play this season, right? I think we, a lot of people have said that. So I don't think he's playing this. Yeah, season. just get ahead of it because there will be a lot of bull bull questions over the next couple of weeks. There's a reason he's been out unavailable, right, on any injury report he appears on. Um, they're not working towards getting him back at any time soon, right, I think? I don't no. think they want to play him this season. Yeah. Like, it's the Porter approach. Take a red shirt here. I got a question for you guys. I talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, but, um, you know, Tim Conley has a really interesting couple weeks ahead of him, two weeks to be exact. How much of his sort of reputation or legacy, or just like how, how big is this trade deadline for him? I hadn't really considered that. It, this is huge. Yeah. Like the the fact that the Nuggets are going to go on a slide, and people are going to start getting very antsy. And Ooh, you think that affects the trade deadline? I don't know that it does necessarily, but there's going to be some sort of um, you know feelings of anxiety that come into play where you wonder if he gets a little bit more anxious and a little more trigger happy with making a move because he feels like this the season's slipping away mm. i don't know if tim would respond to that you know like he might feel pressure but i don't think like how angsty the fans are yeah i think they're I, they've they, been very good at big picture things so i don't think they would overreact I, I to mean, a two like, weeks maybe in the in the building it starts to, like it just looks mm. you know I, i'm just saying like the there are there's a confluence of we factors. Can, yeah, we can point. we can take that out though. I just think this is a big tra- uh, deadline because they have to. What I talked about yesterday is they have to do something they've never done before. You you used the phrase actually that I used on the show. They have to win the phones. They have to like they have some they have things that people want, and they have to figure out a way to like sell them for the best price. Right. I feel like we can do better than win the phones. But your point is salient. <laughs> no, but it, win but the phones is great. No, yeah, I, I, like but I actually think it does make sense because. That is a skill, being on the phone and Absolutely. being able to negotiate with a person in that environment of like, hey. Because yeah. think, think about what a high-stakes game for an officing is. Like, You're calling these people who are your buddies most of the year, but right now they're not because they need to take you to the cleaners. Their job is to fleece you. Their job is to fleece you. And I, this is like my buddy that I always have a good time with and I babysit their daughter, and now I have to call them and try to rip them the F off. This job <laughs> might be at the top of power rankings for jobs that people think they want, but you, oh, you, you definitely, definitely don't. don't want this yeah. job, man. You know what I was most taken aback by? the, And I think it was an interview that you did with Tim Conley when he talked about what he was least expecting taking this job, and it was doing things like picking the health insurance plan <laughs> and like weird... Well, like, I think to be fair, I think things. a lot of uh, front offices have uh, people that do that job. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. It's like my least favorite part is I have to like mopping the floors, the arena, right? yeah, like changing it <laughs> from the ice arena <laughs> right. to the court. I didn't yeah. think I had to do that. Laying down the wood is the worst part. <laughs> Val- Sweeping the floor, <laughs> yeah. Val- with the sweeper, valeting the cars. But for it's the players. but it's, it's true. I mean, the the idea like we've not seen Tim Conley win the phones like. Every, that is true. Every trade he's made, there's been it's been peckable. Like you've been able to point out, like, dude, you know, I don't think you got I, uh, value there. He, there's the one area he has won a trade where he's like really won the trade, and that was the Will Barton. Will one. Barton, but because Will Barton was an end, it was basically like a draft. It was like we redrafted a guy, and I keep thinking if the Nuggets are to lose Malik Beasley, as I still think they will, and Wancho and those guys, 
What would they get back? Well, maybe they'll get back the next Will Barton. Some guy we're not talking about Mm -hmm. who's playing three minutes a game right now for some team we're not even looking at, and it's like, oh, man, who's this guy? Turns out he's actually good. Well, yeah, and now the Nuggets find themselves in that position that Portland was in when they traded for Aaron Aflalo. They were making a a playoff push, and they wanted to bolster their uh, team, so they – Sort of, they were willing <laughs> You're right. To that's the more likely scenario. So like Beasley and Wancho go out, and right, some guy that's like not actually as good as Beasley. Right. Because they're, they're sort of like, well, we we got, we got to do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be a fun game if you are in the comment section here. Like, if you can think of a player that might be that guy, right? So not the next disgruntled star, but the next rotation player to emerge, right? That just hasn't had just quite needs had a chance. change of scenery. Yeah. It's going to be Lonzo. I told you all laughed at me <laughs> for a month ago when I said Lonzo. I, still I said you. the I've stock is at an all time low. Train. I've always been on your side with that. Lonzo's good. Maybe it's Kenrich Williams that they get back. <laughs> that would be ironic. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of who. Kenrich would have been. I'm awesome. telling you, I, it, it'll, it would be somebody off the radar. It's going to be somebody yeah. that, like, um, a Dante Exum type. It's not going to be him, obviously. He was just traded, and I don't think he's the one either. I think right. he's not good. But it's going to be that type, a guy that either injury luck or just something happened that kept him from getting you his You know chance. who's trending up Jonathan lately? Isaac. Emmanuel Sorry. Moutier. Oh, God. All right, let's move to yeah. another question. We got, like, one or two more before we get out of here? Yeah, do we have I'm anything? Sure we do. No questions about like when the TV phones might be a good shoes. Shirt. When the when the phones <laughs> picture of Tim Conley's face. <laughs> so so should the Nuggets be treating MPJ like Joel Embiid and have him play like fifty to sixty games, not have him play back to backs? I think this. I'm so curious to see what this injury is because if it does turn out that you know it was a over usage injury, like you know he played those back-to-backs and was just a little bit more susceptible to it, yes, but we just haven't seen him yet. So I do wonder if this will change the Nuggets' approach going forward if he just doesn't play some nights and it's like, yeah, he's getting he's getting these rests. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I do think it is wise not to play him like 30-plus minutes a game every night because mm. like this is his first season playing this many games since high school. Yeah, that is true. That is um, true. And it takes your body a while to catch up to that kind of stuff. So I, w- I would not be like trotting him out there thirty plus minutes a night on thirty plus minutes a night on back to back. Especially if he's telling me his back feels a little tight. You well, know? well, yeah. I mean, now, now, you now we use extreme caution. Sure. Like now, I am glad. I probably wouldn't play him against New Orleans. I am glad though, like you said, I am glad that he said something because it could have been very easy for MPJ to have been like, "I'm going to try to play through this." So, oh, for sure, a good a good People- show of. of People Police. are saying Lonnie Walker might be a good. Yeah, target. that's a, that's a good example. I, I don't know his game. I don't know his game well enough, but he is the exact type of player we're he's talking about. He's kind of Malik Beasley-ish. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is his name Tybul? Yeah. Oh, oh well, come on, Tybul. he's off the market. No, yeah, Matisse Tybul has been like one of the mo- big, biggest Maybe surprises. Maybe for Murray, but you know. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like Gary Harris for Tybul or something, but uh, that, that would like Frank Nilakina. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Frankie yeah, the Knicks. Look, every year we'll you be, could probably <laughs> fleece. The that's Knicks. what I was gonna say. Every year, there's always a team that's like positioned to take advantage of one of the three or four dumbest teams: <laughs> Phoenix, the Knicks, Sacramento. Like always, Sacramento. Who's Sacramento? On Sacramento. Well, oh, a lot of players. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you still have Bogdanovich. Ooh. Who knows? You get that's exactly. Bogdanovich oh. is a little too good though. Ooh, Harry Giles. Although Ooh. you don't need another freaking what about, power uh, forward. <laughs> what about uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, Trill. On the Warriors, the the backup center, Willie Cauley Stein. 
Oh God, come nah. on. I, mean, nah. I don't know. No? Nah. Let's just say he... I don't you don't get, like Trill? He doesn't fit quite the profile. Of, remember when Tim Conley's very adamant about there's a certain type of player I don't think he fits the culture. I don't think he fits that. I was just trying to think. I, I bet the... the Willie Colley-Stein could be a good player. I think he's JaVale McGee 2.0. He, he's he always, impressed me. He's impressed me he's before. Because he's, he's an impressive player. It's just he'll you'll always get about 30%. Yeah. Of well, I was just thinking that I would imagine almost all of the Warriors are for sale if you want them. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, I, I bet they would take a bunch of picks and stuff. I well, I know, but is there is there uh you know is Pascal, there some Eric Pascal? But no, because like, he's like the new Draymond. They want to keep on to him. I don't know Sacramento, Phoenix, yeah, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte for real. You got to find some of these teams and just go yeah. for go for one of those guys. Malik Monk. Man, I, I might go for a little. Oh, Malik you know, Monk. Be some, you know who amazing. would not... he's like out of the rotation after. Do you two know years. who would not go for Malik Monk? Michael, Michael Malone. Malone. <laughs> <laughs> what if we got Evan Fournier back? Oh, I mean, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a Nuggets move. I would love it. Back to back to Fournier. Either Aaron Aflalo or Jameer Nelson. <laughs> Just get the band back together. Terrence Ferguson? He's, like, he's good. Is he too good? Hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll see Tim Conley. This is he's got a tough job. What are the, do you guys feel? Eric's been throwing this one out. Do, do you think what are the odds they just don't do anything? Pretty high. Do you think high? I mean high, like high. I'm not saying like more likely than not, but like it's a significant chance. Thirty percent. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I would be so surprised. I just it wouldn't make any sense to me. I think it's. I think. I think half of the problems with this roster, not now, but half the problems this whole year has been there's just been too many guys. Yeah, I mean I, that's been the the Denver Nuggets for the last two, three years. Like, we just keep drafting so well that we have yeah. a bunch of guys, and, and then, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Luke Kennard, Zyre Smith. So, Zyre Smith's inter- an interesting one for sure. Yeah, he's he's kind of falling out, huh? Yeah. But the Nuggets almost drafted him. Yeah, they did love Michael him. They did love him. <laughs> I think they also loved Miles Bridges, and that one's yeah. kind of kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, Luke Kennard, don't really see that. Is there anything else? Any any other Mitchell hot topics Robinson, that have come he's in? He's too good. The Knicks like him. Have you ever bought something from a Hot Topic? No. Yeah. What did you get? Uh, I think jeans. <laughs> a pair of jeans? It's a North Face. How'd you get on Hot Topic? I spent too well, much I said, money. Well, I said, is there any other Hot Topics? Uh. <laughs> Have you ever bought something from the Hot Topic? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I saw was that a, look. I no, saw that look. Hold on, hold on. No, no. I, listen, I'm, I have no shame. I would tell you. I'm trying to think. I want to answer this question honestly and now yeah, like that there's anything wrong i don't actually know wait guys my size there's no clothes at any store so i've never shopped anywhere you definitely had a duct tape wallet right like 10 <laughs> years like 15 years ago uh what no one of those black studded belts no 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 i like <laughs> um no i've always like i don't know i've always looked exactly the same as i do now basically <laughs> so no but uh no hot no hot topic because that was always like uh Corn and like yeah, it's, yeah, it's very. Yeah. But that, I was always into like hip hop and stuff, and they don't they don't really. You were always into hip hop. I, I have a friend who yeah, I am, like, you can't tell. <laughs> I am forty two years old, and I have listened to hip hop exclusively who, who since I was a teenager. Exclusively, huh? You never venture anywhere else. I do venture from time to time, but just as the the my driving musical taste. T- top five hip hop X of all time. All time number one is Tribe Called Quest. Without question, oh, that's, that's absolutely my favorite. That's a great answer. Okay. Um, You've seen the Michael Rappaport doc, I, I assume. Yeah, Q-Tip was very unhappy with it, but uh, in right in retrospect, it's it's great. Like, yeah. it's really cool to see them at that time. Yeah, in I the thought history. it was cool. Yeah. Um, and then I I really like people under the stairs. I don't think a lot of people mm. know about them. Um, there, but I I I'm into really jazzy. Okay. Pop. Yeah. 
so I tend to go for like more like the native tongues. Okay. So that's like De La Soul. Uh, that's like uh, oh, the, the new De school. You ever do like Jurassic Five? Jurassic Five yeah. is, is an absolute throwback to that style. Yeah. Like they, they were sort of like came on and, and took the mantle from Q-Tip right, right. And, and Tribe Called Quest. But the crazy thing is, and now like my, the current acts that I love, I love Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, I I like um, any acts that like I I like Mac Miller a lot, but like not in the way that he's now being revered and loved it kind of it's kind of weird to me like mm. um you listen to eminem before you rob liquor stores i did i i had the very first eminem mixtape it was uh lyricist lounge <laughs> i what? listen I, whatever i um i used to like eminem the what like let me every, ask you the, everybody did. let me ask you this question what is the one artist that you liked the most that let you down the most like they sold out the hardest oh wow that's a really, really tough question. Yeah, it would be an interesting one. Not even at, at all difficult for me to answer. Who is it? It is the Black Eyed Piece. <laughs> oh, you still really like them? Big, That's a great big apology answer. to the sponsors. Yeah, sorry. For the you, um, but the Black Eyed Peas, the first couple, the, before they added Fergie, had and an the kids. Album. And actually, the kids. before they became the Black Eyed Peas, they were called the Ot Band Clan. They released the what? The Ot Band Clan. Okay. Uh, you can wow. look them up on yeah, Google. Black Eyed Peas sells a lot more. Uh, but it, it was those three guys. Uh, the, um, anyway, once they added Fergie, it just all fell apart. I think Smashing Pumpkins had a really dope first two albums, and they like totally sucked yeah. in every way. Mm-hmm. Nah, so yeah, that's what I mean. Is there like yeah. a group that you like? But felt I don't like... even know that they sold out. Like there is something too. Like sometimes you can catch lightning in a bottle as an artist. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel uh, about Simple Plan. I really thought Simple they could Plan spoke to me authentically. <laughs> album one. Somebody, well, I think you just somebody grew put up. Simple Plan. I think yeah. Simple Plan spoke to everyone at Sorry, like eleven or twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got grounded, and it was like your FU song. <laughs> to your like, parents. Leon, that's a good one. Who? Tank. These are just like one hit wonders. Yeah, those are one hit wonders. <laughs> but I think that like Smashing Pumpkins was actually good. Like they That's musically I mean. were really interesting. That's what I mean though. Like it just... has to be somebody that you believed in so like, much really, that let you down. Really oh, so well then in that deeply. case it's definitely Uncle Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker. I saw Uncle Cracker and Third High Blind for free in Union, New Jersey yeah. in like two thousand nine. It's a rough shot. Man, I, I will continue to cape for Third Eye Blind. I will continue. They're, they're, wow. They're, they're for, they have some albums. I like you know what's are great. I think like they're great all around. Uh, let me just watch our follower list. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Somebody You're asked, asked the Eric from account? San Fran in 2002? <laughs> <laughs> because of the because of my music or my, I my appearance? Because of everything. <laughs> <laughs> because you look like Larry Walker and you like Jurassic 5. <laughs> It's much possible. I could be from San Fran this today too. This is what everybody looks like. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> we have any other music takes? Uh, Green Day, yeah. The Green Day was a big sellout. Oh, that's true. Where, again, that's were they a sellout? Why were they? A I sellout? think Green Day fans feel that way. Yeah, I like the hardcore day one Green Day fans. <laughs> Dookie, the Dookie Bros. <laughs> like if you were a Green we Day fan, up, like Eric was you, a Black Eyed Peas fan. Dude, this is the same thing the way I feel about Star Wars. Everybody's like. Not like it. This is the uh, is it? What's it, the comedian's name? Rob the Delaney or whatever. He's like, when I was a kid, these movies really spoke to me. But now I'm an adult and they don't. <laughs> they were better back then. Yeah. Like, no, you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> and I think the same thing. Who did you just throw out? Uh, Green Day. Green Day. No, it's somebody, exact somebody same put way. in the chat. They had some really fun songs for when you were a teenager. You know what? Like I've got one. I've got one. I actually kind of fall out boy. I thought. Really? I thought if you were, I'm not saying they were ever my favorite sound, but they're. F- their first actual kind of punk band sound was legit. And then from there, they became this like weird 
top 40, like, I don't even know what this sound mm -hmm. is thing. Not that they were ever my favorite band, but they could have. They had, like, an authentic place in their world. Yeah. And they... <laughs> Fall out boy. Right. Oh, so 26 just, people still with us. Yeah, huh? yeah. So uh, update Zion has five points and four rebounds through three quarters. Bust. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they would and trade then, him for Beasley? And then, someone, and, then, <laughs> and then someone says Zion looks fat but muscular at the same time. Well, that's, well, yeah, yes. that's, that's an accurate yeah, description. That's very I've accurate. seen Zion up close. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He's a big boy. Mystic 5M. All right. All right. Thanks for hanging out with Thanks, us, guys. The game was very unremarkable. So we just wanted to hang out. We drove all the way out here. We just wanted to hang out and talk yeah. to each other. And you guys got to watch what that conversation looked like. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back again tomorrow with a brand new episode. And Oh, wait. Don't forget all the fake teases. We got a bunch of stuff we can't tell you about. Stay tuned. <laughs> and we can't tell sick. you when it's coming or where the it is. The coolest yeah. stuff is in the pipeline. It will be here soon. That's true, but... though. There is something There's something coming next week from us Yeah. that uh, you should keep an eye out for. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I love how earnest good. you said exactly what he said. But <laughs> made it sound but no, he said fake teases. It sounds like you could be making it up. Like truly, there's something coming up next week. You should be. Yeah, look at our site. Just look at it. Just look never look it. away. Look at it. Did you okay. guys like that movie? Okay. All right, we gotta get. <laughs> wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. The Bird Box movie. Did you guys see that one? Oh yeah, solid B minus. Solid B, B minus. minus? Interesting. Oh, interesting idea. I have no. I'm never gonna revisit it. It's like a movie I will have seen. That movie was so unbelievably terrible. It convinced Wait, me of the downfall of society that it was Bird so popular. Box? Yeah, but dude, you loved Force Awakens. So what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You love Bird Box. Stop cursing. <laughs> Sorry, illegal Pete. Thanks, everybody. Family business. All right. Before we get out of here, you guys may or may not know that taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonic Your Toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Call 303-988-0711 or check them out online to schedule your appointment today.